I'm Meg. I'm Drea. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting and the fiber arts. Before we dive into today's topics, let's talk about what we're working on today, Drea. I am currently working on the Back East Wrap by Jennifer Peck, and I'm using the Juniper Moon Farms uh, Cumulus yarn. And let me tell you, like, this yarn is like a cloud. It really is. It's oh. so nice. It's so soft. I keep groping it. <laughs> I feel like it's such a privilege for me to be able to use this yarn. <laughs> It's it's really nice yarn. Which is funny for me to say because I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so privileged. <laughs> so privileged. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. Thank you. Tina. I am working on the Harvest Cardigan by Tin Can Knits. Um, I am using Plymouth Yarn Encore in Gray Tweed. And I've been working on this thing off and on for about two years. I am on Sleeve Island, but the the body is done, which is exciting. Oh, but you're in the home stretch. Yeah, so I'm like so close. I have like uh, like probably like forty percent of the sleeve left to do, and then I have the other sleeve, and then I'm done. (laughs) Uh, Jess, Uh, I am working on a hat in the right weight this time for the pattern that I am using. the heck is this? Is this Cascade? I don't know. I grabbed some black yarn out of the box. No, that is uh, as a Valley Yarns yarn, oh, okay. one of the Web's uh, signature yarns um, from a long time ago that you bought um, and it's, you didn't use. It's very squishy. In black, and it's very worsted. Nice. And um, it is worsted, which was the important part. I can't remember the name of the And I found a yarn, white... Though. That I'm pretty sure is also worsted. I'll probably have you check I it. I think worsted is coal rain. And oh, it might be. Yeah, because um, I have a lot of <laughs> How would you know, Tina? How would you know? I have a lot of coal rain, and I'm pretty sure it's worsted. Uh, I have a tag somewhere for it, but I don't know. Where that's that just, that's just too much work. But no, yes, it's a hat, and it's, again, one of those other ones that will be posted after the holidays. But yeah. it's coming along nicely, and everyone, you know, won't be impressed because I'm doing the same pattern. Yeah, the only, same pattern twice uh, within a bigger, month. Well, I'm impressed. Only bigger. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Because I said it was it, only bigger. <laughs> Wait, what? How how did that work? I'm gross. You're disgusting. <laughs> You're like a 12-year-old boy. I mean. <laughs> what about you, Meg? Um, so I am doing a uh, kind of fly by the seat of my pants. Uh, I don't even know if you can call this a test knit because it hasn't been written yet. I think, I think you're actually making the pattern I'm right making now. it up as it goes. Um, I have I have uh, in, made smaller a uh, seed dot beanie. The original uh, large size was knit by Tina, Finarina Knitwear. Um, and she's been talking for a while about making a small size. Well, my kid needed a, uh, well, she didn't need a hat, but I wanted to make her a hat because I was having one of those days. Meg couldn't wait. I couldn't (laughs) where I I just wasn't feeling, uh, I wasn't feeling great about my knitting. So I'm like, I got to haul off and do a quick, uh, 
a quick knit, quick hat to to make me feel better. Well, unfortunately, the hat I was working on uh, was not making me feel better. So <laughs> uh, we were talking today, and Tina was like, "Well, maybe we should we should do that seed dot beanie." So I tore it back, and um, I'm working on it in this absolutely gorgeous Malabrigo Rasta in um, it's called Almond Blossom. It's this beautiful like tulip pink color. Um, it's really beautiful. It's really soft. And uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on how this goes. So for today's topic, we're going to be discussing the different types of yarn weights, um, preferences, and also what types of projects they work best with. Um, so I guess we will start at the bottom, as it were size one i see you both looking at me with great anticipation it's not me i'm not not you because you actually work with it like it i i I don't mean to offend anybody by saying this but um i feel like i speak for many people when i do say this and i'm just gonna throw it out there f lace weight okay (laughs) (laughs) but is but wait we're not gonna talk about thread or cobweb um, oh, I forget that exists. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we could talk about thread. You know what, Jess? You have worked with with thread, thread? or cobweb. So why don't you tell us your experiences with and thread cob- cobweb? Okay, so thread weight. Um, when I usually work with that, it's in crochet projects, which means it's usually cotton. So it has a little bit of weight, even though it is a thread weight. Um, it has a good slide. Uh, and again, I, that is. I don't think I've used it for knit projects, and if I have, it's for, like, you know, random ones where I'm like, I need a mane for a dragon. I'm going to use this. Um, (laughs) So I won't count those, but uh, thread weight in crochet is really good for almost any project. A lot of times that's what they'll use for, like, when you do your uh, crochet lace or doily or any sort of, like, kind of um, delicate work like that. Cobweb is... um, it's very nice. It's usually very soft. Um, it can be a pain to work with because it is lighter. Um, I couldn't tell you what it's made out of because I've only used it a few times because it is very frustrating. Um, because it kind of, it's so thin, it sticks to you a lot. And I'm wondering if that's why they call it cobweb because (laughs) it kind of, (laughs) it's it's not like sticky. No, it's just that like, if you're not paying attention, you'll realize you picked up a thread that got stuck like somewhere and you you have like this loop of thread that you were actually supposed to pick up and so you kind of have to pay more attention to it when you're working with it but in my experience it does make really lovely kind of like um the stuff that I've used anyway has had like because you can barely see the thread it's got this nice halo and you're seeing more of the halo than the thread itself and it just has a really like cool kind of look to it um and those are those are kind of my more experience with those um i have not made patterns with these myself i have always used patterns um i probably screwed up said patterns and kind of uh altered them a little bit but for the most part i do use patterns for them they are i like working with thread and lace weight stuff um, I'm sorry. If I have an idea in mind, <laughs> I, I will say if, if you do not have an idea in mind for them, probably don't get them because if you're not planning on working with them or have a project that you absolutely want to do with them, I, I can see where people hate uh, those lower ply. 
That's a hard pass. Yarns. <laughs> so if we're, we're talking about lace weight, what is, I mean, besides the obvious of lace, what is lace weight good for? We're going to talk about personal biases. If you want to do like some really kicking color works, like, and I mean, very detailed, like your lace weight is going to give you that because you get the very fine edges. So it doesn't look blocky or eight bitty. Like you can actually get some intense um, shaping and color work done with that. But you need uh, the patience to do said because... It will take you a long time to do that. So there is a place for lace weight, Drea. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but I don't have to like it, okay? No, 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 one, you no one's making you no like one's making it. No one's making you like it. No one's making you like it. It's all good. It's all good. All right, so um, moving on from lace to, to fingering weight. And I think fingering weight gets kind of the, the wrap up of being the sock yarn. Yes. You finish a whole... Uh, I guess garment, I guess we can say. And then, like, you feel like you finished a whole project. And guess what? Before you're finished with your project, you have to make another project. It's, it's the equivalent of climbing a mountain. Yeah, you're only unless, halfway there. Unless you do that. Um, so when I was down south, a lot of the girls like to do the two, two socks at a time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. And but... So- I, I feel like that's the, um, a skill that I probably should have picked up I'm considering how many socks I have made, yeah. but I've never learned two at a time. I mean, <laughs> for me, when I think about fingering weight, I think about uh, shawls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, yes. I don't, I mean, I, I get the sock thing, but for me, it's shawls. So all my fingering weight is really for shawls, shawls and shawlettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't, as I've stopped making socks for the most part, like mm-hmm. I've kind of moved on from socks. I feel like all of my leftover fingering weight yarn that was originally slated for socks is now going to become shawls and shawlettes. I think the shawls, you just, you have so many more options and then you also have the benefit of you only got to do it once. Exactly. It's, it's finished. Yeah. Um, And there are just so many gorgeous shawl patterns out there that use fingering weight yarn. It also, um, again, step up, um, for color work, uh, mm-hmm. it still you still get that more defined edge, um, not as much as like again you would with lace weight because you don't have as many stitches. But it's still a uh, um, I've seen a lot of color works um, like detailed color works tend to go with the fingering weight for that reason. Mm. I will say as a large busted female, um, the benefit of knitting a a sweater or top with fingering weight yarn is you buy fewer skeins because the yardage on fingering weight is higher (laughs) so you're sitting there actually i picked out the sweater i want to try for my ryan beck sweater um and at first i was like oh my god this is fingering this is terrible and then i started to do the math this i'm like i only have to buy five skeins that's not Mm -hmm. bad yeah that's not bad at all whereas a worsted weight one i was like i gotta i gotta buy like 10 skeins of this Yep. That's a lot more expensive. Like, yeah. <laughs> so there is, there is a benefit to, uh, to knitting garments and the fingering weight. Uh, baby clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of baby clothes fingering <laughs> weight. It's like a one skein project. Yeah. Jess, don't you use fingering weight for? Everything, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely everything. I mean, um, you're more random projects. Um, yeah, actually, I, I prefer it for the because my random projects are usually smaller 
ornamental things. Um, I find I have a lot of wiggle room for playing with it. Um, it's easier to hide my mistakes because stitches are smaller. Um, <laughs> That's so fair. Like, that is so true. fair. Like I, I can really um. <clears throat> when you do it in bulky or super bulky, and you make a mistake, you it. it's pretty obvious. You see it. You yeah. see it. You see it. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, the small, smaller ones you can kind of fudge it, fudge it, and faux fix it. I mean, it depends on how close you're going to look at it. Um, so, so I do like it for that. Um, like I said, I like to use it for things if I'm doing a color work or something, just because I have a little bit more wiggle room for detail. That's one of the ones I have the most of i think i think my stash is mostly fingering wood. yes it is the drape, drape is a lot better because yes. again there's so many more stitches that there's more room for movement it to yeah. move mm-hmm. and fall whereas again when it's you have true. like the larger stitches stitch itself isn't going to really bend on the stitch it's going to bend in between the stitches so so that's why you'll get um if you're doing work in any sort of drapey things um They'll usually use the smaller plies, and, and the fingering weight is a big, uh, you'll see a lot of projects that have, like, kind of the flowy, drapey look, use fingering weight. Hence the shawls with yes. fingering weight. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> sport. I'm not going to lie. I don't knit with a lot of sport weight. I feel like sport is, like, the red-headed stepchild of, of the knitting world. <laughs> Most people don't, well, it's don't knit with sport that often. Well, it's because it, it kind of falls between that fingering weight and DK weight, and a lot of projects call for either the fingering weight or the DK, so you're going to get one of those and not get sport. Um, but I do find that sport weight will work for either of those if you just watch your gauge. Mm-hmm. And I don't swatch, but I watch <laughs> I watch my gauge, how it looks on the needle. Um and you, you can adjust for that just by adjusting needle size, really. So I, I like sport. So for me, I find sport is good for if you want to do a fitted cowl oh. and you don't want to use fingering because you want it to be a little bit more stiff, but you don't want to use DK because then it's going to be too stiff. Mm-hmm. Sport your friend. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's, that's, some, that's some sage advice. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Mm. So that's, uh, that's honestly what I see a lot with sport is when you want stiffness without being like crazy stiff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Structure. A little bit, not as drapey. Yeah. Sport is also nice if you want to do slightly thicker socks. Hmm. Um, I used to, what was it? The Noro Silk Garden sock is, oh, yeah. is not a sock yarn. No. That is definitely more a sport yarn, a sport right. weight. It's it's thicker than a than a sock or fingering weight. Um, it goes a lot faster than your typical um, sock weight yarn, and um, those things, those puppies are durable yeah. as heck. Like most of my other socks that I made back in the day have gotten pretty worn, but those no, things live on forever. That you made. Do you really? I do. Oh, I I'm glad they're them. still holding up. Yeah, I still wear them. Yeah, that that was like. Oh God! Ten, ten years, years ago, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't knit socks really anymore. Just that Patriots pair. That yeah, we did that knit along at the beginning <laughs> of the year. So I guess we'll move on to DK. I like DK for um, mitts mm. and gloves, accessory projects. Well, it's yeah. got that good like oh, well, like you were saying, it's a good stiffness, but it's not like it doesn't. It's not like you can't move. Like you still get that wrist yeah, movement. Yeah, it's for... it's got structure while still being able to move with you. Yeah. And I like that. I have another obscure project for, for DK. Lay it on me. Boot toppers. 
Wow. Ooh. Like if you wanted, I don't know if you've ever seen those. Yes. But they're like, they're lacy, but they're not like. Yeah. They're fancy. Yeah. But you can't, you can't make boot toppers in lace weight or fingering. No. Because they will literally fall apart. Yes. Yes. They will fall apart yeah. on you. So you need, and you, in sport, you might get away with sport, but DK is your friend. Because DK has the drape without falling apart. So, yeah. and it'll be small enough for you to do the lace, the lacy part too. Because when you would do a boot topper, typically it's a, like a lacy type of pattern. So there's DK. your obscure project for the day. DK is also pretty good for like scarves and stuff. Cause again, it has that drape, but it's still a bit thicker. It's still got a bit more. So um, yeah, it's, it's got a bit more structure to it. So for something like a scarf or more of a hefty type shawl that doesn't have that like kind of lacy feel DK, I think is a good, a good weight. Um, I actually knit my Feodora capelet out of DK weight yarn. Oh yeah. See, so and it has a very nice drape um, and it's, it's, warm without being super bulky i feel like knit any heavier it would be too bulky to be comfortable oh yeah yeah for sure and dk also is it's nice for color work because it's i think it's probably like the last weight that you can do color work in without it looking too pixelated yeah um because we both did the broom riding cowl um a couple months ago and you you do get a nice color work, but it, it definitely it's it's, it's not as subtle. Itty. Yes, it's starting to look a little pixelated, um, but it's not so pixelated that it it looks awkward. But I think once you get into worsted, that's when it it color work just doesn't look as good. So DK is usually about the um, highest weight that uh, I like to use, just because again, most of the stuff that I do is usually like I I like color works and stuff like that. Um, also, the, the higher weight feels kind of weird, but um, like right now, though, my project is using worsted and it is a color work, but that is okay because this particular color work is supposed to look 8 bit because that's <laughs> uh-huh. what it is, so it doesn't suffer for it. But I do feel like um, once you get higher than a DK, you, you want to take into account like what the pattern calls for and what it's doing and is anything higher going to really help you <laughs> and if that's your style like that's what you want oh, yeah you know knock your socks off but um it it the color work doesn't quite blend as well when you have the the higher weight yeah i think dk like and like you guys were saying is probably the last one where it's still uh you can still kind of work with it without it getting too uh too edgy worsted Everything. Everything. <laughs> Literally. Worsted is the is the workhorse of the knitting world. So like Jess says that DK is usually the highest that she'll go. I think that worsted is the highest that I will go. I don't like anything that's like much bulkier than the worsted. It's you and me, dude. I know. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'll go I'll go yes. jumbo. I'll I'll knit all the way to jumbo. I don't have no issue. Um but yeah, no, worsted is uh, for me, it's funny because I do so much bulky and super bulky that the worst it feels like fingering to weight to me sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it does. It's like, oh my God, it's so small. And it's like, no, but yeah. Um, See, that, that I do the opposite because I work with uh, fingering so often. Going to worsted feels like it's super bulky. It is. It's like, yeah. oh God. That's so funny. I'm I d- doing the same thing that you do because I'm jumping between this hat and the more simple lines yeah, and Rios, yeah. and I'm, when I do the, the more simple lines, I'm like, oh my God, this is like, it feels like fingering weight. But worsted is great for like, for hats, you can do a sweater, you can do a scarf, you could do mitts, you could do 
uh, I don't know if you could do socks. You could do socks. They'd be um, pretty heavy socks. They would be very heavy socks. They would also They'd probably be like booties. And they would probably fall apart really easily. Yeah. Um because they they would be very uh I don't you you either be knitting them very loose, like knitting socks on size eights. Which slippers. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't yeah. think they'd be very durable. Yeah, that's the word I wanted, not booties. Slippers. Slippers, yes. Yeah. Same difference. But you could do it. Personally, worsted is my favorite weight of yarn. I I Honestly, of all the projects I've done this year, most of them were made out of worsted. It's the majority of my stash is worsted. You have a worsted problem, ma'am. I, <laughs> I have like an entire like if if you guys have seen my reels and I have those two bookcases, like there's one bookcase that's straight worsted. Yeah. Like it's just it's just worsted. It's just a ton of worsted. Um I don't know why I buy so much worsted. I just, just I think it's just because you can use it for so much. So I It's just I think it's the most versatile. Well of you yarns. got a whole bucket of it, don't you? What? Is not most of your Malabrigo worsted? Oh I I just have a Rios problem. Yeah. I mean it's worse. <laughs> but to be fair, I mean Rios itself is a workhorse yarn. I mean it's a beautiful worsted. It's it's super wash with gorgeous colors. Um so you know, if you and most of it was on sale. Like, to be fair, it was that one day at Village Wool where I you fell, again, I fell down real, hard. <laughs> well, yeah, I would. My my main regret is I didn't buy more. Well, um, you may have fallen down, but at least you had yarn to cushion the blow. I did. Oh, I had plenty of it. But it is. It's it's definitely the the only downside I would say to worsted when it comes to knitting garments out of worsted is that worsted tends to come anywhere from 200 to 240 yard in skeins. So if you are a person of larger persuasion as I am, um, you're going to need a lot of worsted skeins yes. to make that sweater. Yes, you are. I am currently making a sweater out of worsted. <laughs> And I needed 10 skeins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. And I'm using all 10. It's that's a an lot. Sweater. Yeah. Well, well it could why, be. I, that's why I bought Plymouth. Mm. It's not, yeah. it's not too, I mean, it's, it was a little pricey, but it wasn't too, too. It could have been worse. Definitely could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. So it, it definitely, those, but those two, 200, 240 yard skeins, like they lend themselves really well to, to the accessories, the one skein wonders. So we're, well, let's let's bop into Aaron really quickly um, for our, our foreign listeners. Um, Aaron weight in the United States is totally different from Aaron weight overseas yeah. or worsted weight. Yeah, Aaron weight overseas is the same as worsted weight um, in the United States. It's slightly thicker yarn. Yeah. So um, that is why it's it's difficult to kind of translate a pattern that calls for for Aaron weight in the United States if you're if you're somebody from Europe and you're looking at that um, we're actually talking about a slightly bulkier yarn here in the US we found out by process of doing it was the <laughs> Me- the Malabrigo Mecca which it claims to be bulky is not is not bulky and that is not it is not bulky it's Aaron yeah. it's Aaron weight <laughs> so if for for our foreign listeners it would be like light bulky yes <laughs> yeah like, that's actually the perfect term yeah, for it yeah it's it's really it's really not it's not quite worsted not quite bulky yeah, it's, it's in between but it is enough to actually make a difference if you don't take it into account so right yeah something to be aware of if you're doing a pattern and you know it's not necessarily like if you you can substitute it but it will be slightly uh, Do you, you know how you can avoid that that problem 
doing a gauge swatch. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. What are you, you talking about? No, no you kidding. can't leave me. You're my one ally in this whole group. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Don't you, do that to you me. You need to do the gauge swatch. Cause chaos. <laughs> I'm just going to start the project and see how it goes. <laughs> Does this look right? To be fair, um, this sweater that I started two years ago was two years ago when I did not believe in gauge swatches. So I've been, I got really lucky because I'm a very loose knitter. So this ended up like, it's a little oversized, but it's not tight. There's no way it would have been tight on me. So I'm very, I'm very lucky. That's good. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's um, let's do bulky and super bulky. We'll start with bulky. Um, there is a difference between the two. Well, yeah, I mean, there's... So I find that there's a lot of discrepancy between bulky, super bulky, and jumbo, and I know that that seems like there wouldn't be, but there's some people that will say it's super bulky, and really what they mean is jumbo, which is basically like roving, right? Yeah, Pretty essentially. Yeah. So Wool and the Gang, right? They uh-huh. have a super bulky, the wool. I think it's called the wool. Mm-hmm. And it, they call it super bulky. But really, it's jumbo. <laughs> if you if you measure it, it is not super bulky. It's jumbo. So it's it's technically jumbo. It's it's small jumbo, but no, <laughs> still. But is jumbo just the same? <laughs> now, for the, the, for the listeners uh, at home who aren't sure how we're getting... Uh, this measurement how are you how are you measuring to know that it's not super bulky and it's jumbo instead that is from my handy dandy tool that I have which basically essentially you could use a ruler and it's how many wraps per inch that you can do on a ruler essentially Um, there's a little tool that I have that has like a little inch squared out Mm -hmm. so you can easily measure it without going over or under um, but the wraps per inch, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I think I don't, I'm not even going to say any because I don't know any off the yeah. top of my head. Well, because it's tough but too, because it's yeah. also based on needle. It, yeah. yeah. So it's, so you really have to like it based on the number of wraps will tell you how small or large the weight of yarn is. And there is, well, I'll put, we can put up a guide like yeah. on our Instagram, a little image showing the numbers. Um, but that's, that's how we've been doing it. And so when I've been, when I measured, there was a lot of projects that called for wool in the gang, the wool. And I realized when I substituted with super bulk, like a different super bulky, oh no, it was, it was all of a sudden I was like my gauge, like I had, yeah, yeah, it was too small and I had to up my needle size. And, but then it also like created a holy fabric Mm. instead of this, um, solid fabric because it was too small. Yeah. So wool in the gang, the wool. I see you. You're jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vanity sizing for yarn. So yeah, what um, you know the bulky yarn. I was I'm kind of surprised looking at some bulky yarns don't particularly look bulky. A lot of people think things like the Malabrigo Rasta, which is which is actually super bulky. It's not bulky at all. Right. Yeah. Um, so bulky can at first glance look more like a worsted or an errand mm-hmm. where you're like oh that, that's not that bulky like yeah and I actually originally 
shied away from from the idea of knitting with bulky as like a garment because I'm like I'm I'm not again for the third time tonight not a thin person (laughs) (laughs) have you figured out that I'm big yet (laughs) we are all big ladies at this table (laughs) except for Jess (laughs) Jess is a big person just a big person (laughs) but um you know when you're growing up you all you hear all the time is don't wear you know if you're if you're large boned don't wear bulky fabrics because you will look even bulkier um that's not necessarily shock uh i think i look super cute in a bulky sweater and leggings thank you i know no same (laughs) um but i feel like that's the message that gets sent is you can't if if you are you know of larger persuasion you can't wear bulky and uh certainly not the case um the, the major again the downside to knitting garments with bulky weight yarn is you're going to be spending a lot more money and buying a lot more skeins because the yardage is so much smaller in a skein of bulky yarn. Yeah, so I made um, a cropped cardigan, a short sleeve cardigan in super bulky. I think I ended up using about 700 yards and that's about if if you're using a smaller ball which has like 87 yards in it do the math and then if you're using if you're using a slightly larger ball with like a hundred and something yards it's it's about seven balls your, but your base is seven yeah your base is yeah well for not only are you doing super bulky but then you're doing a plus size yeah, so yeah. that's what you get that large size for it's a lot of balls um, of yarn it's a lot of balls of yarn. so make sure you really want that sweater yes <laughs> if you're yeah. gonna knit it in super bulky or, or but there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that will think that you need to buy like these really expensive yarns to get this bulky weight because they're they're in style or whatever but i've done a lot with lion brand and they're super bulky especially if you get the um not so harsh feeling ones they have some like nice softer ones mm-hmm. uh, especially the hometown is great and yeah. it feels really soft and but it's warm so if you're gonna so that's one thing i found when i made the cropped cardigan is that the yellow one the yellow one yeah, yeah. when i made that one um i definitely like it was, it's heavy so yeah. it's, it's something it made me think about okay if i if i use this yarn again i'm gonna want to do um like a full sweater yeah it's something that i'm gonna wear in the dead of winter that's something um, that you're gonna wear in the fall or the springtime yeah yeah, yeah exactly oh yeah so I have very little experience with bulky yarn. It's not my favorite to work with just because it feels so awkward in my hands. Uh, but there was a short period of time when I was having trouble with pain in my hands. So I wasn't able to grip my needles uh, correctly and it, knitting was causing more damage than anything else. So I needed to take a break, but I still wanted to knit. <laughs> I still had the crafter's soul in me. <laughs> so, uh, one of my friends actually suggested that I try arm knitting. And that is a good um, technique for uh, the bulkier uh, weight yarns. It was not my favorite technique, if I were honest. Um, you know, it had some ups and upsides and it had some downsides. You know, the upside is, you know, your project knits up really fast. I was doing, uh, scarves. I did a, a, a couple full length scarves and I did a couple of, of infinity scarves. It, it, 
knits up really fast, but at the same time, like once you get started, you you ain't getting up. Yeah, I don't know if you I are do going that. to finish that project. Right? Yeah. Nope. You really have no choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are stuck in that chair. And God forbid a cat comes sit on you. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Okay, What's fine. That? I'll ask the awkward question. What do you do if you have to pee? <laughs> <laughs> It's a whole process getting so all ladies those. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please use the bathroom before you start you our it, it is a strong suggestion, oh but um, it's a it's a process of getting those stitches off your arms and, and onto something that will hold them. Mm, no. I, I suggest being slightly dehydrated while you know. <laughs> Yikes. Funny. Yikes. Gosh. Yikes yeah. on bikes. Yikes on bikes. <laughs> um... If you really find yourself struggling with a, a small, like a like a fingering weight or a lace weight, and you're having a hard time, put that down. Pick up a ball of super bulky, bang out a hat. You will feel so much better about your your knitting ability. And that is all the time we have for today. Tune in next time for another exciting episode of Pardon My Stash. No laughs, tears, Andrea. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't need it.